Welcome to Pro Bull Talk, where it's all talk and no bull. Get ready to slide and ride. This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Logistics. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pro Bull Talk. As always, I got Brandon Rand to the right. Got old Blake Skaggs over there from the Missouri Show Me Man over there with the Bucking Bulls. Briar Hart's here today. I've been trying to get this guy on for a little while, little while, and I think the, like, the guys on social media have really pushed us to get together. <laughs> and, and this guy, I've known him for a long, long time. Used to be a great bullfighter. Uh, he probably got like me. I used to be a great bull rider, and we both got fat. Both got fat and couldn't do our job, so we had to go into – he went into raising bucking bulls, and I went into raising bull riders. So uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm glad to have you on, Mr. Jerry Beaver himself. Appreciate you. Good to be yeah. here. <clears throat> so, Jerry, you quit fighting bulls and got into the bull business. Yep. Yep. You went in pretty deep, too. I went in real deep. I uh, I got started fighting bulls. It was one of them coincidences. I was in Ralston, Texas at Lee Freeman's. <laughs> I remember, remember that. Yeah, Lee the Freeman. blue steer, yeah, man. That's right. Yeah. And uh, that's where I originally started from. And uh, we had a guy out there, uh, Mark Knaby, that was bringing yeah. bulls at that time. And uh, – I tried to ride them, and I remember sitting back on the – and I just looked retarded as all get out. <laughs> and back then, we had to pay to get on bulls. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> it was like five bucks a bull, yeah. something like that. Or and ten I, for all you wanted to oh, get yeah. on or something. Yeah, like. and I remember I was so broke, I didn't – you know, I was trying to buy gas. And I'd show up, and I had a whole Ziploc bag full of nickels. Now, I remember, that's back <laughs> when it was like a dollar twenty a gallon. Yeah, too. yeah, that's, right. that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. But, uh, but yeah, I did that for a long time. I uh, – I went and did the freestyle deal for a long, and I didn't. I, honestly, I did not like the freestyle deal. I went because of the party, yeah. You so, know, chasing the girls yeah. and doing all that fun stuff. My deal was a protection end of it, and I really enjoyed that. And uh, I did that for quite a few years and got a bunch of good war stories out of the yeah. deal. But, uh, but yeah, then I got into the bull business. Well, fighting bulls and stuff, you know, <clears> you've got to learn to read bulls and learn how they move and do all this. So I kind of bled right over into the breeding program. Right, right, it really did. Um, and I tell you, like some of my mentors that, I, like when I was fighting bulls, me and Rex were really good friends, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of them guys that kind of helped me, kind of start seeing, you know, what I need to be looking for and stuff like that. But I've always been in the cattle industry; my parents and everybody have, so it just kind of rolled in there. And yeah. uh, well, who got you? Your, where'd, where'd you go get your first bull to get into the breeding program? Well, that is a that's a that's a really good story right there. I. Uh, <laughs> I know I Ke- did my research. Oh, yeah. See, Kevin <laughs> Hurst originally, yeah. whenever him and Ronnie Roach got out of the business, Kevin Hurst had a bunch of them original CP stand-up mm-hmm. cows. Well, when Kevin Hurst decided to get out of the business, there's two guys up in Oklahoma, uh, Jimmy Ray, and not the Jimmy Ray that everybody thinks of. This guy just just no cowboy, him and Brian Powell. Well, they bought them out, and whenever they got out of the business, that's where I come in and got those set of cows. And that's where Lost in Paradise, Stifler, mm-hmm. all them kind of bulls yeah. come from out of that set of cows. And so I got right on the ground floor right then and there. And then I went off and I got some bulls from Brad Fudge whenever he was still kicking and, and some of them other guys like that. And I just kind of crossed everything up. I even got some cell barn bulls that were mm-hmm. sure enough buckers and I put on top of them. And it really worked because I, I kept the females back out of that deal. Yeah. And 
it really kicked off. You for got him. A, you got a pretty good one from Trey King too, I believe. I did. I sure did. And he twisted a gut on me. Yeah. And you talking about make a man sick. It was his third trip with the rider, and I'd kind of babied him along because he was yeah. like one of them rangy bulls. You know, I couldn't. You'd really already bred to him a little. Oh bit, yeah, though. yeah. And see, that's the funny thing about it. I'd put him out on five set of cows, and had four calves, and every one of them in my keeper pen. And yeah. I do mean juicy rank son yeah. of a gun. Yeah. And uh, just one of them freak deals. He uh, he went out there, and I had a, a kid ride him. He went to the back, stayed back there for 30 minutes, come, and whenever I was leaving out of there, loaded on the trailer and dropped right there on the trailer with the rest of them. I was like, son of a buck. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he was my future, you know. He was yeah. the one I was going to go to the shows yeah. with, you know. And yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I had a lot of luck with – and, Trey, people don't even understand his how program, good his how, how good his stuff is. Because no. Trey's kind of like you and I. He's kind of on the outside of that mm-hmm. click. Yep. But sure he is. is just as good or better than the bulls going down the road. Oh, and he is a true bull man. That's right. I mean, he there's really not is. a whole lot of bull men out there. There's a lot of bull owners. Yeah. But Trey Trey King is definitely yep. a bull man. He yeah. Knows his shit. The funny thing about that bull, uh, I had a Mexican fighting bull. And this bull that went out to Vegas whenever they first started the BFO deals. And uh, this bull run a horn in Wasey Munsell. Like right off the bat. Oh, man. And right then and there, they banned that bull, said he's never coming back, so he can't come back to the BROs. Well, I always had put a, a Mexican on my first calf heifers. And I did that for years and years just because the old Roy guy. Car- Roy Carter <clears throat> did that for a while. Well, see, and lots of people don't understand, like, the first calf heifers, you breed them to something like that, you ain't got to worry about, you know, having problems, calving and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, Small, low small, birth weight small and if you end up having sure enough the right bloodlines and mixing them up with the mexican you'll have the intensity the kick and the mm-hmm. fire everybody you want the fire is a big problem in a bucking bull deal with them them kind of crossbred stuff yeah. because it's their temperament ain't right yeah. you know and uh anyway where i was going with that story i ended up with that bull because i was going to put him on all my all my heifers well i kept that bull for two years and during that two-year period that bull got me down four times. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking in the uh, the pens. I'm talking in the pasture. And <laughs> the day that I finally said I'm, I had enough, <clears throat> I went out there and roped him, drug him in the trailer, brought him back to the house. And uh, I had turned my back, and he was at the very back of the pens, way back there. And uh, I turned around, and wham, he's right there on me. And I'm there all by myself. And the way my pins are, it's only about this big, so a fat man like me can't go underneath <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, I had an old dog, Macy, at that time. Hell, she was 18 years old, didn't have a tooth in her mouth. <laughs> and uh, she jumped up there and grabbed that son of a gun by the tail, and that's the only reason that bull got off of me long enough for me to get out of there. And right then and there, I said, I, I won't ever own another Mexican again. Uh-uh. It just, it's just one of, them, <laughs> one of them deals you either get smart or you, or you get stupid and get hurt. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's kind of where I went with that. So when yeah. you started, how many like cows did you end up like buying like at your first well, purchase? Well, see, I'll tell you the funny thing about that. I When I actually very first started, I, nobody knows of them these days, but the Mayos are who I worked mm-hmm. for for lots and lots of years. And Ray would let me go out there and like for a paycheck one week or two weeks, he'd say, hey, go pick you out a heifer, go do something yeah. like that. And so, and they always had that Mexican crossblood mm-hmm. in there. So I would always get that them heifers that had that heat to them and then i'd buck them and then i'd see if they had to kick and you know what i'm looking right. for and i've always bucked my heifers since day one it's just in the last two years since one of these cronies jumped on there and said hey we ought to buck heifers yeah and we've been telling them for years 
It's like a bull rider, but one dimensional. You got to learn to ride them both ways. (laughs) That's right. Well, there's two sides of that pedigree. There's a damn side and a sire side. That's exactly right. And and if that that female can be just as bad or or make it go south just as fast as that sire. In a heartbeat. Uh, And and I put more emphasis actually on the damn side than I I do do the sire side. I do. Like if I'm ever trying to look at papers, which that stuff to me really don't matter. I just, I I know what I like and whatever Mm -hmm. works, works. But if I look at a set of papers and I'm trying to find a cow, I go back and I look at the, the mother, the grandmother, and the great-grandmother, mm-hmm. and I see what they've produced out of their deal mm-hmm. and what their females have produced out of that. Yeah. And that's how I kind of regulate yeah. what kind of, if, if I'm going to buy it. it yeah. Bring it in your program yeah, if I'm going to put it in my program or not. But I, when I first started, like I said, I, had, I started with five cows from the Mayos. <clears throat> and out of those five cows, um, golly, I can't remember his name. I had four calves that, and I bred that. You remember that 402 Spotted Demon of Benny Butler's? Yeah. I bred him to those. And I had four calves, and that guy in South Texas, he's, he passed away now. I can't remember his name, saved my life, but he had cancer and passed away. And he bought them four calves. He used to run with Bo Davis and all them guys. <clears throat> and I can't remember what his name is right offhand. But those four calves, he had two bulls in there, and two of them ended up going to the NFR. Out wow. of just that little wow. crossbred oh, deal, thing. you know. And uh, that's kind of how my breeding program really started. I've just always outcrossed with the stuff that I like. And I don't really, I don't, like I say, I don't go on paperwork. I go on what I see physically what, that works. What they do in the dirt. What they do in the dirt. Because <clears throat> yeah. my, my personal opinion, papers are papers. I mean, they, they mean nothing to me in that arena. You know, it's just, that's just my, my personal opinion on it because I come from that old kind of yeah. school mentality. And I understand that people want to, to uh, have a bloodline and have a mm-hmm. history, and I, and, I, and I get that. But if you base everything off papers and you're not getting any return whenever no you results, have a calf, yeah. no results, then what's the use in having them papers? That's exactly you right. Know. So what year did you buy those cows? Oh, shoot. I was 20. Well, I was 20. Yeah, so 26, 27 years I've been in it. So now, so now what do you got your place? How many head now do you got? <clears throat> and see, man, that's that's what lots of people think. They think I run a bunch of cows, but I keep right. my program pretty small. Like right quantity now, over that's it. quality over quantity. And at one time, I had I had a different mindset on that because one time I had 200 head of cows, and I'm just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but now, you know, and I, and, and I figured that out real quick because I'm broke and I have to work for a living. Yeah, uh, I wed, we weeded my stuff down to thirty five head of cows, including my my six or seven flush cows I've got there at the house, and I've always took pride in my percentages coming out of a small amount of cows, right. rather than having a big yeah. amount of cows and, and, take, and rolling the dice or just yeah. throwing something at the wall and see if it'll stick. Yeah, yeah, yep, and it's uh. I mean, it's worked over the years. And, and see, that's the funny thing about it. Like the years that I was working for the Mayos, and that was, that was about between Guy and Ray, it was about 17 years yeah. that I worked for them. And <clears throat> people didn't realize it, but they were letting me do their whole breeding program for them. They was letting me put what bulls I thought would work over mm-hmm. their cows and all that. And lots of people don't realize, but we went to the, whether or not it be the N- NFR or the PBR finals, 13 years straight. And, we wasn't the ones hauling them, but we're the ones that raising them, you know. Yeah, and that's 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 what's kind of pretty good honor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it is. 
But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if you're not in that clique, even if I had the same bulls that I was hauling to the NFR mm-hmm. or the PBR, I'm still not going to be able to no. go. I won't be able to go. Mm-mm. But uh, but I, I took a lot of pride in that. And, uh, yeah, well, you, it's, that's kind of – You play a lot of – or you did play a lot of the fraternity <clears throat> games. I did. Uh, I didn't – I've really never been real big into the ABBI stuff just because I can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the open stuff and stuff like that, I, I enjoy but, going to that. But maybe because of the click at the PBR, or, or it's so hard to get bulls into the PBR. Right. I, and I've noticed a lot of people will try to go to that ABBI mm-hmm. side and try to go play over there, but that click's just as big over there as it, it is. is anywhere else, it, if not bigger. Oh, it's I'm from what I've seen in the 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 stuff that I've kind of written down over the over the years and stuff like that. The click is bigger in the ABBI now because we have more people with money that's mm-hmm. that's coming to the sport, and it was kind of like uh, we were talking a minute ago. It's helped it and it's hurt us. Sure. And whenever my thing is with the ABBI is whenever we started that deal, when the mm-hmm. shareholder, I'm not share shareholder, but I was there on the ground floor whenever Bob, after Bob uh, sold it and has become yeah. the ABBI. And it was built for the small breeder, the yeah. mom and pop that's got 10 or 20 cows yeah. that want to showcase their stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not there no more. No, we're so long gone we're, now. We're, we're so far from that. And what we originally started to make this association about, now it's about the money. Mm-hmm. And it's about the people that have the money. And 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 where I... I don't want to say it's going to be the downfall, but I can foresee that. I think without a few corrections <clears throat> here and there, it will be possibly. Right. right. It, there's, there's definitely going to have to be corrections. There's definitely going to have to be changes because if the changes aren't made. And you're talking changes in leadership. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily in bylaws. or No, not, not necessarily like that. But at the same time, it's just like rules. If you have a rule book, you're supposed to abide by them rule books. It's just like everybody's supposed to. Abide that's exactly by that right. Rule book. It's just like being out on the streets. You go rob a store, you got to pay for that penalty. You're going to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I I compare that to to the rule book like we do with the ABBI mm-hmm. and the PBR. If you're not going to abide by them rules, then you don't need to be there. Mm-mm. You know, no, you need to face the consequences. That's exactly right. You want to keep breaking that rule? Well, we're going to just keep making the penalty even harder and harder and harder. That's right. But we don't do that. No. And we have not done that. We tried to make examples of certain people going down the road. But them certain people are not in that clique either, are they? No. No. Not at all. And basically, I was told I could use his name and do it whenever we, whenever we talk about this. And I'll give you a prime example. Um, this guy was a no-name guy from Oklahoma. He'd come out of the woodworks. Nobody knew him. He'd come in, and he started stomping ass. And I'm talking with bulls that nobody even heard about, didn't think about, nothing. But he showed up at every event and whooped all the clicks ass. And, I mean, he whooped them bad. Wasn't that a Deja Blue calf or something? Deja Blue, Black Betty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crazy Mother Trucker. Yeah. I mean, I, the list can go on yeah. with him. Yeah. And I can tell you who it is. And he said I could use his name. It's Paul Daniels. He got in trouble for the same thing three or four or five of them other guys got in trouble for. Which was? Steroids. Yeah. And 
his wasn't necessarily even steroids. It was he's called it monkey juice or some junk like that. <laughs> but either way, he got in trouble just like they did. Well, they tried to use him for an example. They find him like nobody's business. He had to go to a lawyer. He spent thousands of dollars. Yeah. They told him he had to set out two years. Well, he set out two years. They said after that two years, if you pay this certain amount of fine, you can come back. Well, he come back and asked the powers to be, hey, I, I've taken care of all this. I'd I like to come back. No, you're blackballed. You're done. You can't even register none of your cattle, none of, none of your stuff out of your cattle. And so not only did they blackball him, they blackballed all the genetics that goes back that he was whooping ass with that wasn't popular with the power, with the other, you know, yeah. the clique. They, they blackballed the calves the too? Cat. You could not register a thing out of them bulls. Oh, wow. Nothing. So you're saying the PBR and ABI picks on the little guys? <laughs> yeah. In a roundabout, hell yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's no ands, if buts about it, man. It's, uh-huh. it's like I said, the money has got involved, and when the money has got involved, it's gotten away from everything that we our core sport was about. Yeah. Well, I thought Paul Daniel. I thought well, I read an article, and I'm sure it was published by the PBR mm-hmm. or the ABBI that he had tax or. Nails or something. He had in zip ties. He put zip ties. Zip ties. That's zip, what it was. He put zip ties around his yeah, flank and cut them off where it would kind of poke them in the flanks yeah. a little bit. Well, I hate to break the news. What some other guys are doing, I take a zip tie any day over what some <laughs> other guys are doing. You know, yeah. and that's that's a that's a fact. I mean, that's all there is to it, huh? But he, but yeah. he, uh, I've just man, whenever whenever that happened, and I seen how the politics of our game has changed. It made me lose all respect for our industry and our leaders that are supposed to be mm-hmm. leading us. Yeah. But everybody up there, for some reason, got one of them wormy backbones that they get real squiggly, <laughs> you know? Do you think it's because society has changed? <clears throat> I mean, our, our society is terrible right now. Big time. And, and our society is, is more leaning towards whatever side you want to lean. I'm not a po- politician, but yeah, um, I think society's changed enough that that now it's bleeding over into our business and we don't like it. Oh, it is like nobody's business. I'll give you an example, and it, this is my this is one of my bulls I raised. That dirty beaver that's going down the road mm-hmm. right now. I sold him. Sonny's doing great with him. Brandon's doing great with him. Well, whenever his name decides to come on TV, all of a sudden it's Dirty B now. They yeah. won't even say Dirty Beaver. We've got so liberal, we won't say yeah. something just something silly like that. It could yeah. be because it's my name, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's but, what they're gonna put it on. Yeah, that, that's show what, yeah, that. I'm sure it is. But <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If if you start letting the outside world come into our cowboy culture and start changing things up with our cowboy culture, it will run this industry mm-hmm. 100%. Because if, you, if you've got him, you, me, all of us trying to show these young kids the right way to be and how to act, yes, sir, no, sir, you know, stand up for what's right, you have a backbone, you have all these other guys come in there with their funky mm-hmm. ideas and be like, well, you can – claim to be this or you can claim to be that mm-hmm. you know it's it's a whole different world than what we grew up as you know and it's bleeding over in our sport and it's killing our sport it really is oh, on all levels all levels. yeah from the from the miniature events that you know blake and i do to all the way to the big show it's it's an everyday battle yeah um trying to keep everybody on the same page yeah because i grew up i mean 
they're younger. These two over here are way younger than all of us sitting over here. But, but <laughs> you know, us <laughs> us growing up the way we did, I mean, we fought for our flag. We stood up for this and that. And that, just talking about one guy getting blackballed, is one more step of it pulling that flag away. Another freedom they're taking away That's from exactly us. They don't right. look at the whole big picture, <clears throat> that it's not just about this bull riding game. Yeah, It's about society as a whole. If we all stick together, fight our battles in our own little fields, the war can be won across no, the board I don't, I don't and go back against the, society. I don't agree with the PhD, you know, or the performance-enhancing drugs given to the bulls mm-hmm. and this and that, but I don't agree with it. But And so Paul got his, his punishment. Mm-hmm. He got his punishment, but nobody else got it. It's got to be even across the board. If you're going to one person, if you're you going to slap this guy on the hand, you'd better – you better get you some Advil because you're going to be pat- patting a lot of hands. Well, I was going to, I was hoping you was going to say that because I brought something and I want to show you all this. Uh oh. This little bottle right here, you all can look at it if you want to. That right there is what's going to run our industry. And that's the stuff that they will not test for because they say it's too expensive. And we have five or six guys that are using it prolifically all the time. Testosterone. Cypate. Cypate. Hmm. We have had people, powers to be, say that that is not an enhancing drug. But you can buy that? No. Well, I you mean, get it that from. is a human hor- growth hormone. I just wanted to show how easy it was to get. All I did was get on a computer, had it the next day at my house. Wow. I had that tested to make sure it was legit. Yeah. And it was legit. Hmm. But our powers to be in the ABBI and the PBR say that that's not an enhancing drug. This is my problem, and you hit the nail on the head a second ago. If you're going to let a handful of people use this stuff, you open it up to everybody. Yeah, everybody's able to. You let every single person use that stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Don't you blackball or don't you get rid of somebody because they come in and start whooping ass yeah, against all that, the yeah. – using that stuff right there against all the big boys. Because yeah. then other people are going to start looking at different programs if they see that bull right there kicking ass, and it might be a no-name son of a gun. They're going to want to start mm-hmm. using that program. Yeah. You know? And whenever I started doing the research on this, they say it's too expensive to do this test. It's – $20 difference to do this test than it is to do the other test. I said whenever I – and I spoke to some, some members of the board. They said this was not an enhancing drug. Quote the board. I said, well, you telling me Barry Bonds, uh, Michael Vick, Lance Armstrong, all them guys yeah. got disqualified, got thrown out because it's not an enhancing drug? I'm like, that's bullshit. So I went as far, I called three universities, and I called their ag departments, and I talked to the head cheeses in charge. They said that is a horrible, horrible, horrible enhancing drug. For one reason being, this is a human growth hormone. Yeah. You give it to animals. Yeah. That is a cross species. Yeah. They said, do you know what the fence is on that if you ever get busted? I don't even want to know. I put it like this. It's just like if um, a football team is getting uh, paid under the table. 
Mm-hmm. And the football, the the big boys figure out that that football team's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, they're off of all TV networks. Mm-hmm. They're banned. They can't do this. They can't do that. Mm-mm. And this right here is what's fixing to happen with our industry. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I could go on about this for a month, and y'all wouldn't ever even have a clue. No, I don't. I, yeah. That, but, it, but if they say, if they deem it's legal, if the ABBI and the PBR deem that that is legal, has anybody got slapped on the wrist for using that yet? They don't know because it don't show up in a regular steroid they test. test. Yeah, they they won't test take the test. They say it's too expensive. Now, how does the testing work in ABBI? You've been they pull there. T- they been pull tail hair. Right. Yeah. But who do they pick to test? That's just is it, it. Is it random? Well, let's say, I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you somebody else hit that on the head was Jeremy. Yeah, they don't. They do not. He says they randomly go in and they do a computer random deal. Well. No, it's not. The powers to be are the ones that pick those bulls. And that's why I get so tickled when they talk about drug tests in the, in the ABBI and the PBR. Because all of a sudden, a couple, two or three or four or five days beforehand, there's phone calls that go out and say, hey, make sure your bull's clean. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the dry out period on that? I think it's like two weeks. And then you, that it won't be detectable. It really yeah. depends on how much you give, give the animal, how long they've been on yeah. it to come out of their system. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing of it is, with that stuff right there, all you got to do is give that, get that bull in front of water, give him B12, and put him on Lasix. He'll just keep peeing. Yeah. And that's how they'll clean the system out. Wow. Well, before we go any further, we need to, before we get into cleaning our system, let's go thank some of our great sponsors real quick. This episode is brought to you by Dennis Davis Bucking Bulls, Lori Crank, Sutherland Logistics, Blake Skaggs Bucking Bulls, and Crenton Stitch Company. So back to cleaning the system on uh, testosterone cypate. How's – uh? So and you said it's twenty dollars, only twenty dollars more than the test they already yeah. do. And they're saying it's it's too expensive of a test. What to do. do they test for now? Just steroids, steroid, any kind of anabolic steroid or anything that is deemed uh, enhancing drugs. Enhancing, but they're calling testosterone cypate not. And the reason I'm saying that people people have seen what this stuff can do in animals. And I'm going to give you an example. We had two very well-respected vets in the ABBI and the PBR industry. Whenever they started looking into some of these bulls, they brought the tension that, hey, these bulls are checked and they're loaded. Quite hot. They're hot as hell. But they wouldn't test for the normal stuff, but they knew that they were going to, they are hot. You know, the, both of the vets said the same thing. And whenever that was brought to the ABBI and the PBR's attention, all of a sudden, within about three weeks, them, ju- them vets wasn't ever there again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hell of a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Uh, wow. How much is a bottle well, of that? What's the, yeah. So you said about two weeks on a normal. Yeah, I think it's like 200 bucks. Something like that. Ooh. Yeah. And you figure if they, with the 10 mil deals, you know, if, you, if you've got some money tied up in them. Well, I mean, what's the, what, that, that see, I'm guessing this is supposedly the magic drug. I take a 21 pointer and turn him into a 23 and a half. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. 
And then you lay him off for two weeks and bring him back. He loses weight, don't eat as much, and, and well, goes back to nineteen pointer. Or there's a that's a funny thing you ask that because there happened to be a situation where a man bought a bull, and the deal was on the bull that he got to take the bull home, and he gets the bull home, and within two weeks this bull is dropping off and dropping off and dropping off. Well, he calls and says, "Hey." uh, this bull just keeps dropping off. Well, what are you feeding him? He told him. He goes, well, all right, we'll use our feed. Use this, use this mix right here. Well, he does that for another two or three weeks. Still, that bull just is not gaining, is not mm. doing nothing. So he calls him back. He says, hey, uh, something's going on with this bull. He said, he just, he, he won't, he's just yeah. not gaining. He's, he's just dropping off. He's going to hell. He said, okay, we'll send that bull back to me. And within three weeks, three to four weeks, I think it was, when that bull got back, all of a sudden he's back to 50 or 75 pounds more <laughs> and he's back to bucking his ass off again. Hmm. So you tell me. You tell me there's a little more than just a vitamin pack in that feed. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to guess it's another one of them coincidences. Yeah. You yeah. know. <laughs> and so, and I'll tell you, because there were people there that actually seen some shots given on certain places. Yeah. And, We've got enough evidence on it now that it's 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 happening. Like they're giving that or just regular steroids. That right that. there, just because that's undetectable to the test. That to the saying. test. That's right. The problem. Well, the problem that you have with this. This is why I brought this today, just to prove a point. It's easy to get. It's they're not doing the test for it. It is an enhancing drug. Because, first of all, three universities ahead, sons of guns, ain't going to say it's not yeah. if it's not, you yeah. know. And I've just witnessed it, man. I've seen it. And people, the bad thing about it, the powers to be know that it's happening. They know that well, it's happening. Well, why won't they do something about it? Why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they do something about it? it it's, it's detrimental to the whole industry. It's horrible for the whole industry. Yeah. Because do you know what happens if we get busted – by the FDA with doing cross-species in our business, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done with the TV. We're done. Then you're going to have it stinking. And I hate to even say the word, pay to get involved. Mm-hmm. Like this right here is a class three felony federal offense <laughs> to be using this on animals. Mm. And we have the powers to be saying it's okay to do it. Is that in writing? Now, is that in the click they're saying it's okay to do that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All I know is it's amongst a group of people that are using it. They know it's not tested for. You know, another one of them coincidences. Well, well they don't want to. They don't want to hold everybody accountable. It comes down to that. They don't want to if they're not going to check the big. The, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just it seems like these big associations don't hold people accountable for nothing. Oh, well, not not everyone. Not everyone. They punish the little guys. They don't oh. charge everyone. Right. It's just one, they one should or two be, here and there. What, what, right. I, guess, I think what he's saying there level. is that there should be two rule books. That's one right. One for the big boys and one for the little guys. That's, that's right. It. That's exactly yeah. right. That, you know? That's exactly right. If you're going to open it up and say that it's legal and say that it's not an enhancing drug, you open it up to the whole dead gum group of them. And when that other group starts coming in there and whooping everybody's ass – don't you go yeah. all of a sudden start testing for this yeah. and then dead gum 
blackball them because they're using well, it. Well, I'm sure in ABBI rule book somewhere, there has to be, uh, obviously, there is a uh, drug chapter, mm-hmm. and that's not listed in it. Nope. It's not. They won't even tell you what drugs actually are in that drug chapter. Well, probably to keep from dumbasses out there trust, trying to just go buy that shit and do it. Well, think if about you give them the playbook, you know. Yep, well, that's, that's, that's exactly right. But look at all the people we have coming in the industry, these multimillionaires, these horse people. All I mean, like horse yeah. race people. Yeah. All these, They know they, every they trick, know all that shit. Every trick yeah. in the book when it comes to enhancing an animal. Yeah. You know, and that's what we've got coming in our industry. Me and old Blow Joe here. You know, we got bucking bulls, and we take them out of the pasture after they eat, and hell, it's bucks and bulls. We're going to have, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it's just, it's us against us. It's not us plus drugs against each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's got the best pharmaceutical cabinet. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. High-class pharmaceuticals. It, uh, it's, 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 it's really bad, and, and lots of people, they, they say, you know, we've heard this nonsense for years. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. I promise them two associations have pissed off enough millionaires right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to do. It's going to do more than happen. Well, they pissed off enough little guys too. We just can't do. A whole yeah, lot just about small it. guys can't do nothing about it. You just won't be able to go to none of the events, Mm-mm. which is where we're headed anyway right now. Looks. It, look, it seems to me like that's the direction that, that it's going in. At the, I mean, from everything that I've heard, and of course, this is just only a rumor. This is mm-hmm. the only thing going around. Is that UT in a couple of years? The UTB season's gone. Oh, it's yeah. going to be straight up team series. Mark my words. You ain't going to see the rankest to the rank no more. You're going to see the best rider ride the best rider bull. If it ha- if then that you happens, wouldn't need that. That's exactly right. Because there is tons of them 21-and-a-half-point bulls out there that, that bull riders love to get on into their hand. So where do we go with the rank bulls after their two-year-old year? I've heard talk of a new association. It's coming. Because look at it this way. I think – I think if if you get away with the P, you take the PBR Go Buckle season out of it, mm-hmm. PRCA is going to benefit tremendously, especially on young guys like me. Yeah, yeah. immediately, PRCA is going to be the go back to the reigning or most coveted title mm-hmm. in bull riding. But there's going to be bull riding. PBR has proven that that bull riding can be a standalone event. Mm-hmm. There will be a successor coming. It may take five years. It may take 10 years. It may take 15 years to get it. And I don't even know that it'll ever will get up to the size of PVR got because right. PVR got humongous. And right. Wow. You know. Um, but there'll be another one in there where bull riders can go to a, just a regular bull riding event, bull riding on venue, and chase a go buckle. I think that opens the door for another association. If that's the case, when PVR takes a UTB season out, all the young bull riders that want that that your own gold buckle to be a world champion, not a damn team champion, mm-hmm. um, they'll all go to the PRCA. They'll chase that gold buckle over there. And then when they're done chasing that gold buckle over there, the PBR teams is where they're going to go sign them a fat contract and live out on welfare for the rest of their bull That's riders. That's exactly right. Because right. I mean, answer me this, what kids growing up right now are going, man, I want to be on the Austin Gamblers. I want to be first-round yeah. draft pick. Yeah, no I know for a fact. Me growing up, I wanted to go buckle, chase go buckle that he's got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, uh, y'all don't even want to get me started on that team deal. <laughs> That's the biggest funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I like it; it's <laughs> cool, but it's not the go buckle. 
Well, I know, but yeah. just like that, though. It's a sideshow. I look yeah, at it, it as a sideshow exactly of the right. gold buckle. That's exactly and right. I, and I think, I think the pirates to be at the PBR are really trying to make that – Make make the make the go buckle season a side a show. side show, mm-hmm. and I, I I man, there is nothing wrong with roots. You plant no. your fucking roots and, and go with the girl yes. that brought you to the dance, and that is putting bull riding on TV with the best bull riders in the world, getting on the best bulls in the world, fighting it out for a world title. That's exactly right. Cut and dry. The thing of it is, whenever that PBR was established, it was. For the bull, bull riders, riders, by the bull, bull riders, riders, ran by the bull ran bull up. Right? Yeah. Now yeah. the powers to be have already blatantly said, if you think I'm gonna let contractors and bull riders run this association anymore, you've lost your fucking mind. And I yeah, said it. The, I said it just like he said it right there. Yeah, that's and that's John Gleason that said that. Mm-hmm. I've heard it from multiple sources myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's where we're at with the ABBI also because. He said the exact same thing about the ABBI. He said, I don't give a fuck about the ABBI and what it brings in and what it brings out. Quote me on this, because if, they, if I'm wrong, tell them to show me I'm wrong. He said, I'd sell that son of a bitch for a million dollars. Well, guess what? There was two gentlemen that showed up the next morning with a million dollars. <laughs> he said the reason he didn't care for the ABBI because he didn't make no money. Well, if you don't make no money and you're getting offered a million dollars, Somewhere, I think I'd be selling yeah. that son of a bitch for a million dollars. Well, that might yeah. be PBR's toilet paper, too. That, damn right. Yeah. Damn right. But he did gum. He went to crawfishing on that shit whenever they showed up with the oh, money. Honestly. And that's happened twice. <laughs> so you can't tell me there's not money to be made with our association. We've just got to I'm have sure people. There is. We've just got to have people with backbones that's going to stand up and Run do it. the right thing. Well, I think some of the people in ABBI that had backbones have. They, they dissipated. They, they, they've got in, mm-hmm. and they come in and thought they was going to be doing a good deal, and they see the inner workings of it, and they're like, they don't last long. It's a quick turnaround. Very quick. Very quick. I'll give you an example. I happened to talk to a really good friend of mine, really, really well-respected in the buck and bull industry, and he said, you know what? He said, six years ago, he said, we'd show up to American Heritage. Mm-hmm. He said, there would be not one parking place out there in that parking lot. You walk in and them stands are covered. He said, this year in Fort Worth, Texas, went in there, counted everybody that was working at Fort Worth, plus the people that were there, 150 <laughs> people. Gosh. And prize Smart. money went south. And you tell, you tell me how it's the best it's ever been whenever you don't have all them other small contractors coming and you've got four or five that's got 40 fucking bulls in there. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, yeah, I don't exactly who. And it's turned into a shit show. Who wants to go watch four guys compete with all their their partners' bulls? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's boring. Yeah, I liked it. You know, the, I remember back in the first. I think it was the first classic they had, and I probably the only reason why I, I damn remember the damn things because I won the bull riding. But uh, they had it at Cowtown. It was one of the first classics I believe they had, and it was when Mardi Gras won it. Mm-hmm. Remember Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And I had a bull called Rowdy Ricky. He was 93. And I remember going back there looking for my bull. And they were still unloading bulls back then. Yeah. And they unloaded this Rowdy Ricky bull off a rickety trailer. I wouldn't haul two fucking broke, broke leg goats <laughs> onto the sale barn in. And, I mean, the panels was just a flopping and a wobbling. And then there was – I look out there at the line to, to unload, and there's four or five trailers lined up out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there was some big, nice, shiny ones too. But yeah. 
there was a bunch of junky ass trailers. It brought in the farmers and the ranchers that that just play with it, and they bring their calves there. And like I said, it wasn't. I don't even remember what the entry fee there was for the bull. Yeah. Maybe a thousand bucks or something. Yeah, and, they've but they've 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 marketed that so dead gum. I mean, they've they've raised the entry fee so high that the mom and pops can't afford to go every weekend. No. For nine hundred to a, you know fifteen hundred dollars on an entry fee. That's what I was looking. That's kind of what I was getting at when I looked out there through that line. Now you look out there at that line, and there's two hundred fifty thousand dollar rigs lined up as far as I could see. <laughs> and ten over. trailers. And ten trailers. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's all that's there. Yeah. 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 It's um. Well, wasn't the ABBI created for the little guys? Every bit of it was. Whenever that whenever that association left Oklahoma, that's when it went to absolute shit. Like, I would give anything to have Joe Merrick and yeah, I was and, gonna say Joe Merrick and uh, what was his name, Scott Grimshaw. Uh, uh, Scott, uh, oh, he's fighting for uh, Scott Pickens. Scott Pickens, but Grimshaw was the one that did the registry end of it. Okay, along with that, and when them three were in office, buddy, you could make a phone call. You had your stuff mm-hmm. checked right then and there. You was ready mm-hmm. to rock and roll. Yeah, it was a I've lot got, smaller then, though. It was. It was. But on the same level, they had people skills. Absolutely. You know, they they know their business is relations with, with the customers, you know. And they would get back with you, and they would take care of you. They would answer a phone call. You didn't have to go through emails. You didn't have to do all that nonsense. This is the word that I'm getting through everybody because when this podcast come out and we got to talking and, and we anything and everything's on the table, we can be a little controversial and we can – you know, pat people on the back when we think they did a good job. But the the word that I'm getting through there is the PBR and ABBI are big ass bullies. Man, they're the they, biggest bullies in this bit. They don't like to be pushed back against, uh-huh. and when they do, they they it's, try to bring the house down on you and push you out, shun you out, blackball you, mm-hmm. where you even calves can't get can't get registered or yep. whatever. Yep. You know, it's just and see that's my biggest thing in life, man. I cannot stand a bully. I cannot stand bullying. I cannot stand politics. And that's why I get a lot of controversy on my end because I'm one of them old son bitches. I'm going to say what I think. Yeah, it's me. black and white. There's no gray area with yep. me. Yeah. You, either I like you or I don't like you. Either yeah. you like me mm-hmm. or you don't. Yep. But if you can't take it whenever I say something negative about something, don't try to be a bully and throw a lawsuit on me. Why don't you try to talk to me about it? Why don't you yeah. try to – let's see if we can work it out. Yeah. If I don't have all the details – Show give, me. Them, give me the details. Yeah. Let me know. Let but me that, see That's this. just it, though, Cody. They don't what, care and don't want to take the time. They do not care. Mm-mm. Like, if you ask for something uh, um, something on a piece of paper, you ain't getting it. I ain't getting it. Mm-mm. Or if we're not a shareholder, we're not one of them board members, that's it. You might get a phone call. Yeah, this is this. Well, can I see it? Well, I don't think they treat the shareholders very fucking well either. Buddy, They could, a couple of them they do. Three or four. Well, five I mean, sure, you know, yeah. you got the you got the top end there, but there's a. I've seen some stuff where the the big dog, uh, has flat out cussed a shareholder oh, that yeah. he did not give two shits That's what exactly. he had to say or think, nor did he care. Yeah, and, and if he wanted to call him, that he would sit and listen to him, but it would not change a damn thing. No. So basically, telling him we don't give a shit about your opinion. The thing of it is, it's a dictatorship. And much. it is in yes. both associations. Well, that click up there is the dictator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the thing of it is that trickles down from the PBR to that to that man down to our association because all it is is a dog and pony show right there. What he mm-hmm. says is what happens right here. Mm-hmm. This one right here, all he's doing is playing preventative maintenance. 
he just wanting to he's wanting to uh basically anything that's said bad, he wants to make sure that he tries to get in there and, yeah. and block it off before yeah. it actually gets out to the mainstream. Yeah. Well we don't lock the doors at the studio. They can come on in if they want. Mm-hmm. I'd welcome it. <laughs> and I do. I, I welcome anybody from the ABI yeah. or the PBR to come on and and not an argument, not a fist fight, nothing. Just yeah. come sit down and, Talk. and tell me. The Tell thing, me your side. There's two sides. There are actually three sides to every damn story. There's yeah. your side, my side, and the damn truth. That's right. And, That's uh, right. you know, and, and all I can do is guarantee we get both sides out here and yeah. everybody else can figure out the third one. That's right. That's exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Logistics. What, I, what I've kind of brought to the table today and kind of told you my, my just my thinking on it, just my feeling mm-hmm. on it. I don't know how many people I've talked to in the last five or six years throughout that whole time basically say the exact same thing that I'm saying, but when it comes to the nut cutting and people try to stand up, it goes that old wiggly backbone again. Mm-hmm. There's no good – I mean, they just – they won't stand up. Well, they're, they're, I think they're afraid they're going to lose – you know, and I know several people that uh, didn't want to be – you know, just don't want to – they don't want to push back against PBR because of – they're afraid of the reaction and the retaliation that they get, then they're going to lose everything they've worked for. They're gonna, they ain't going to be able to take bulls no more. They ain't going to breed bulls. They ain't going to be able to go play nowhere. That's funny that I you mean, say that because I had the same exact conversation with somebody yesterday afternoon. They said, well, we're waiting on a uh, – my guy wants them to call us. And I said, you're not in that click. I don't care if you've got world champion bucking bull in your backyard. You're not in that click. You're not getting that phone no, call. They wiped their ass with that's your ex- phone number. That's exactly right. Yeah. They just want your money. That's it. I think so. You know, it's just I, I get so sick of these guys. It's the best it's ever been. It's the best it's ever oh, It's the greatest it's ever been. It's absolute bullshit. I watched a video this morning. Part of it. I couldn't watch all of it. it was not the porn, was it? No, no, no. My subscription ran out. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, they was talking about the Derby Classic down there. Oh yeah, and they was talking about how great and big it was. And this is they're they're what a week away, and this is the first I've heard of it. Thirty five thousand, thirty eight thousand, I think's what's going to win it. Six years ago, might have been seven. Anyway, the year that Black Pearl win it. Yeah. At the it, finally at the year end when all that money won, even at the, at the finals and everything, three hundred twenty five thousand is what that bull brought. This one you got a chance to win thirty eight thousand. Well, I, I read in there, too, that they changed the uh, – it's not off money one, it's off points now. That's exactly right. But then you the, got – The money winner is not the points leader. That's exactly right. Now, yeah. are they are they manipulating the daggum points in AVBI uh-huh. like they like they try to do up there in the PBR? Yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I'm, just, I, you know, I'm just showing the inconsistencies in, in, in the maybe some of the consistencies. I just, that, I just tell everybody yeah. every time I say something and it happens, not that I'm any smarter. This, if this country, some bitch right here, can, can get all the information that I've got mm-hmm. from a lot of people that know a lot of things, yeah. I don't understand how all these businessmen in here can't see it flat yeah. out. But if they can't, my, I don't, you don't need to have a business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. that's, that's the black and white of it. Yeah. You, you need – Wipe something off your nose. That's exactly right. That's and it, boy, is that is that very big in this business? 
I'm pretty sure that's why I got a podcast and not own the broadcast. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know that you know, the thing of it is why me and you kind of got together on this because you've seen every time I posted something. Oh yeah, there's a select group of people that come in and they jump on my ass, and then they'd start saying, "Oh, this business is the best it's ever been. This is the best it's ever been." Well, how if can I, you sit there? Sorry to interrupt you. How can you sit there and say it's the best it's ever been when we're at the World Finals? It ain't even close to being packed. Now, I don't know if you've noticed it. Whenever they do these team deals, they scan with the that, bottom half. Yeah, they the bottom scan half. the hat, bottom half, and they only go so far. <laughs> yeah. Because usually it's right here in this yeah. section. Yeah. Right now, the ratings for the PBR are the lowest they've ever been since the PBR history, mm. since this team deal has started. If I'm wrong, please show me I'm wrong. But certain entities have – Showed me the numbers. Yeah. The lowest they've ever been since the PBR started. And if they're the lowest it's, they've been since it started, that means the big bosses that own the PBR, that means they're losing money. Oh, yeah. And, and whenever, they, whenever they're losing money, they're going to find somewhere else to find. Go, go be, you know what I mean? You would think so. Yeah. You would think so if the company that owns the PBR sees it as, Losing money that they might want to think about uh, changing some upper management in the people. Well, see, that's just but it. That's they're, not... they're the lowest on the totem pole right now. See, they own the UFC. Oh, yeah. So they do, They really could give a shit about what income oh, coming absolutely. in. But if they're losing money, they're going somewhere else. Yeah, it'll be for sale for yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, man, <laughs> we, we could continue and keep getting into, into things. Uh, man, you got anything else? My thing is, man, I just want everybody to realize, like, I'm not, I'm not into this. I, if I, I've been in this for 27 years. I'm not in it to ruin our business because I, I absolutely love our sport. I love it. Absolutely. I mean, I've lost marriages over it because, I mean, I've, I put everything I had in my bucking bulls, I, and I was not good at being at the house, you know. Yeah. And that's why I get so frustrated whenever people – Try to come at me and say, "Oh, you're all you're doing is being negative. All you're doing is talking down." I'm like, "People, y'all ain't got no clue." I mean, I literally can say I've lost marriages over this business because mm-hmm. I loved it so much that I put all my time and effort into it. Yeah, you know, and I just want to see a handful of changes. And all I mean, because if we don't do them handful of changes with this, whenever this this little deal right here, when it first got busted, when they first got busted in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Whenever all, and then they got busted a couple other places. The FDA already had their eyeballs on the, on the PBR mm. and on the ABBI. But now there's enough pissed off millionaires out there, and they know a lot of people. It's a whole lot closer than everybody thinks it is. There's one big shit burger brewing out there. Somebody I'm telling you. And, and, and everybody's just laughing it off right now. Oh, it, old dumbass beaver, he don't know shit. <laughs> I promise I got a whole lot more information I can throw out there, but I'll probably get in trouble over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm sure they say the same thing about this podcast. Oh, yeah. Cody Hart's just pissed off at PBR because yeah. he, he didn't get in ring of honor. He didn't get this. Yeah, I could care less. I'm telling I PBR you, PBR ring of honor. I, I, I love the PBR. Yeah, I love the way it started. I love the roots of the thing. How, how it got started. What it was originally meant to be. That's mm-hmm. what I loved. Yeah, and it's not that anymore. Shit, it's no, a, it's, it's not. a clown show. It is. Let um, me let me see if I can holler louder than you. The next team over. You know, I think yeah. that's what it consists of. Yeah. It's a rooting deal. 
You ever seen any of that shit on any at board rides we used to go to? No, and no. I was telling somebody the other day they because somebody on social media had said, "Oh yeah, you 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 didn't you your buddies didn't cheer for you or whatever." And I was like, "Well, look here, buddy. I've been ninety five, been ninety four and a half several times. Been ninety four, ninety three, ninety two. Had the most record ninety points in a record in a regular mm-hmm. season. And I promise you, every time I got off and looked back, I knew I had a good ride. I might throw my hat." The but my buddies behind the chutes were clapping, not yeah. doing damn cartwheels and about to fall off the damn <laughs> yeah. bucking chutes. They and it, wasn't hooping and a hollering and a throwing their shit and yeah. no, they clapped clap for me and hell yeah, fist bumped or whatever. That was it. They didn't do all that clown acting stuff no. they do. And then probably there was one of them. And whenever you walked by, I said I could have rode that so much better. Probably, yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> but just, back when I rode, I guarantee you there was a five or six that could have rode him better than yeah. Me. Now, not back in your day. I've I was there. I seen it. You used to be able to spur the crap out of them son of a guns. And that's that's I've told the story a bunch of times. People that don't know anything about bull riding are talking about this, that, and other. And I told a buck about some rides of years. And I said, Yeah, I said I think he's the only son of a gun that's got a world champion underneath his deal. And and he's the he's the outcast. He don't give a he don't get nothing from nobody. And you know the thing of it is, I respect that Cody on your end because you could throw a bitch, you could talk all the shit you wanted to him. But it's not going to prove nothing. No. You wasn't in that clique. Mm-mm. You nope. know what I mean? You stood up. You you, you said your piece. You did what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you went about your business. Yeah. And I've got a whole lot more respect for people in any kind of business. If they'll stand up for what's right and let They don't all- even have to be right. I don't even have to be right. Yeah. I just, if I, I'll tell you what I think. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me a question if you don't want to know the damn truth right. or what I think. Yeah. It may not be the truth, but it's what I think. Yeah. It's the truth what I think it is. Yeah. And I and you can prove me wrong, and I'll come back. I'm man enough to say, you know what? You're right. That's exactly right. right. I'm the you same. Know? I'm exact same way. If we, if our two associations could be more transparent. Oh, absolutely! Wow, because that is a word that should have come up a lot yeah. earlier in this podcast. Because that is where all the questions absolutely. come. You know, everybody everybody wants to know certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you get you 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 get a phone whenever you call up there. You get a voice recording. Mm-hmm. Then whenever you ask the tough questions, you don't get shit back. Yeah. Well, we're doing this. They they dance. Oh yeah. They, they, da- the they dance around them dead gum deals. Man, yeah. it's it's just like all the added money and stuff at these events, dude. I can show you. I've got there's some stuff I've about got, the maiden that's fixing to come out. I heard that uh, it's going to be big. Pretty pretty it's, pretty shocking. Pretty revolting yeah. stuff, and it ties in a lot of big guys, not just in the top of the PVR, but also in the contractor side. Yep. There was some funky business went on out there, and that's exactly right. I'm not going to name any names, although I I, I'm, I know every one of them that was involved in it. I haven't conversed with them on it, right? But I've, uh, so I really think transparency is is the key to this whole thing that would bring everybody together on the ABBI and the PBR side. Transparency, let everybody know what's going on, get everybody on the same damn page, but they don't want to do that. It's just like their livestock director. Is he qualified? I mean, I I don't know the guy, right? And, and I'm only asking this question. I and I know a lot of people other ask this question. Where'd he come from? I've heard rumors. Where'd he come from? And is he qualified to do the job? It's, for me, this is my opinion on it. You got a Fortune 500 company. You gonna go hire a 20 year old kid to run that Fortune 500 company to help you know let everybody. Come in, who he hires, who he don't hire. Because this is the issue that I've got. And this is just, this is a rumor. I do not know. Yeah. 
But I've heard this rumor from a lot of different people that don't know each other. Right. The kid breaks his neck riding bulls or something over, the story. over at Cody's house. Well, it ain't two weeks later. Cody's a coach, and now this kid's living with Cody Lambert, and I said his name, and all of a sudden he's a new livestock director. This kid's 20 what? 20? I couldn't tell you. 20 something years old. You want a 20 something year old kid running the biggest sport in our industry that you, I, y'all, everybody has created. Yeah. Never heard of this kid in my life except for he's from Canada or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that too. He's had more run ins with more contractors, I think, even since Cody did. Yeah. Now, you know how hard it is. <laughs> I mean, the thing it was with Cody, I mean, he, he, he shot you straight. Cody was always straightforward and, and, and it's pretty, pretty daggum square dealing with, with everybody. You, you didn't get the, I don't know. You, you got Cody was Cody every time. And it didn't matter if it was to me, to you, to Blake, to anybody. He was the exact same. You got the same dryness yeah. out of him. Yeah. He's like, are you going to last or are you just going to sit there and look at yeah. me? Like, <laughs> but, you know, on the stock side, and he handles the stock side, that's where, a lot of your money is in that stock contractors have more money invested in bull riding than bull riders do. Oh, I mean, a bull ride, uh, you know, to go fill your rigging bag and, and buy you a car up down the road, you're looking at what to travel in, what probably $40,000. That's rigging bag, car, and fuel to get to the daggum thing. And stock contractors got to buy a hundred thousand dollar truck, hundred and something thousand dollar trailer, and he's got over a half a million or more in bulls standing on that trailer, plus the bull feed, the ranch to keep them, the pens to build. I mean, that's what wow. They, that's what all them guys overlook because and they put a twenty year old in charge, judging the or, you know controlling the fate and future of a man's living of a man's living that got that much money invested in it, and nobody knows who the hell he is. No, they we we think we know where he came from. Yeah, and but what gives him? So he rode bulls a little bit. I rode bulls for a long time, and I don't. I've never heard of him. Yeah, and. Everybody I talk to, they don't know who he was. They never, I never seen him on TV riding. I never. What's his credentials? What 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 is in his credentials that prove that he's worthy of the job? Just my opinion. He lives with Cody, and <laughs> Cody thinks he owes him something because he broke his neck. That's just my opinion. I don't like saying it's right. I'm saying it's wrong. But that's just my opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and we are damn gum sure full of them here on this show. <laughs> Plenty of assholes and elbows. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> You know, it, it runs into a deal. It just like, like I said, he had so many conflicts with so many contractors within the first two years of him being there. You know, they that before that come up, before all of a sudden this kid broke his neck and all of a sudden he's a livestock director. We had L.J. Jenkins going to be that livestock director, mm-hmm. and then he has and the credentials. And back L.J. has the credentials. He's a bull man. He's he's knowledgeable. He's not. He's already got. You know, he's friends with everybody in the industry. And everybody knows who he is. There's, there, there would be no question for that. And I've never seen him because, like I say, he's a good friend of mine. I've never seen him have one of them wiggly backbones, neither. No. And but, if we don't get more people that are in those positions to have one of them stand up, you know, rights, rights, wrong, wrong, this is a rule book, you better get rule book, yep, you're done. Yeah. If we don't have people in there in our industry that will do that, it will be the fall of our industry. Because I'm telling you, this right here, that's going to be the fault of it if we don't get our guys out of there that needs to be out there. So AVBI would be the one that would need to control that. They need to, to change their rule book. Even though PBR is the father company or mother company, whatever you want to call it, of the AVBI. Yeah. 
See so, the way the share when the share. But if ABBI don't do that, then PBR needs to step in and say, "Hey, do you actually think I don't think I don't think I'm just saying what it should be." Oh yeah, yeah. There ain't he won't ever do nothing up there. I promise. And like I say, it's just a roll down effect. He knows the one at the bottom knows about it. He knows clear as day. I'm wrong, prove me wrong. The guy upstairs, he knows clear as day, but nothing's being done about it. And if that does not change, the government's going to get involved. And and I'm telling you right now, and I'm 100% honest, I never said nothing to nobody, government official, nothing like that. This come from lots of people pissed off and lots of big money men that are tired of the shit, tired of seeing the way that things are going. I've seen more contractors, more people that's been in the rodeo business get out of the rodeo business and the bull business in the last three years, and I've seen my entire 20-something year of, in the bull business. Because of the bad taste PBR and ABI. Because of the bad taste that they're putting in everybody's mouth. Like I said, transparency. That's all we that, got. That clears it up. It does. That brings if, it is, if it is in black and white, when you show up to an event, there's this money added. This is how much was drug out, which is bullshit, by the way, on ABBI. I will say that. Your entry fees are a certain amount. Just have it on paper. Don't show me, say, hey, it's 25000 right here to win. This is 5000 here to win. Show me. Break show it down. Me how you got to that bottom That's line, exactly you know? right. I need to know how you got there. How, do you, how did you get there? Who was the sponsor that come in and give us that added money? Yeah. Transparency. There would be no questions. Mm-mm. And then if it's wrong, then everybody knows it's wrong, and then they, we can handle yeah. the situation. But the thing of it is, the board members that we have on board, and they're my friends, the ones that we have, they're going to have to step up and be the backbone, but they're not being it right no. now. And it's and it's so frustrating because I've lost a lot, and some of them are my friends. Yeah. I've lost a lot of respect for them because I've watched them jump through hoops knowing that shit's wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, back to, you know, wrong is wrong. Well, I, back in the day, they started out right. Because I sent a bull to uh, North Carolina or somewhere, and he won the won the fraternity out there and got him qualified for the finals. And they drug tested every one of them that placed out there. That's right. I was on the phone with my guy out there, and he said, "Yeah, they're pulling blood on him right now, pulling tear hell, tear hair, ah, tail hair, and everything right now." And I knew he'd pass. Hell, I, I don't drug shit, but and and he won it and qualified for the finals. And I didn't do any other shit when we got out there, but. Uh, I think every single they don't have to test every single bull at that event. Just the winners. Well, let me let me put let me tell you another story. because I promise you, if that stuff don't work, yeah, they're not going to use it. That's exactly. So right. the winners is the only ones you need to test for. Just I do it like this: test for this, test for the steroids, and then have a have a deal where they can pop a lie detector test at any point in time. They used to do the lie detector test. What happened to that? Oh shit, Cody. They did gum. They did it in a camper with everybody outside drinking and beating on a camper. And the lie detector man himself said to some shareholders and some other employees, "That man failed hands down this test. I cannot fail him because I could not get a good read because of everybody on the outside. <laughs> and because because he failed that or passed that test, all of a sudden the power to be well, we don't need that no more. He passed it. You know they." <laughs> no, he fucking did. <laughs> Whenever that guy says, I could not get a good read, but he was flat lying. Yeah. But you've got to have your surroundings where it's legit. Yeah. And you've got to have the questions. He he would ask him questions like a bull tournament, not a bull fraternity, 
he would ask stupid questions like that because he didn't know no different. He was just talking in yeah. his own lingo. Well, if our powers to be would have a set of questions that were wrote up by members yeah. or something like yeah. that and let them give into it, I mean blunt ones like, or is your bull on any kind of drug whatsoever, testosterone, windstraw, any any yeah. drug? If that some bitch says yes or no, there's your answer. Yeah. And they or say, if that little needle bounces and, exactly and shows right. that he was. And the thing of it is, they will not do that. They will not do that uh, lie detector test in a motel in a quiet room and all that and pick the certain individuals out that need to be picked out because they will fail. Because I can tell you right now, and they can lie to me, and they can do what they want. But we've called Pueblo Drug Testing Facility. We've called Fort Worth Drug Testing Facility. And this is, this is probably going to get a lot of dead gum scars in this deal. <laughs> but there has been tail hair, and there has been blood manipulated. I've heard of that. It has been manipulated, saying that they've tested negative whenever actually they did. He had. was hot as a pistol. He was hot as a pistol. <laughs> that's what that's what's going to bring it down oh i'm telling it, you but transparency would clear all that up let's just don't play on a damn that's right fair for everybody right. regardless what the fda says or what the pbr says they can fight that out in court themselves but if you're going to let some of them use that you let them all then you let them all that's exactly even the playing field that's exactly don't right. don't slap this guy for getting in the candy jar when this one over here <laughs> has been it. doing it yeah. <laughs> emptied it yesterday yeah. and I, you know been doing it for a long time and but that goes back on just like the deal with the contractors hauling these stinking bullets, these team deals, or the coaches hauling these bullets to the team deal. Man, and I know, I know, that I love him. I love, I love you, brother. But I don't think that shit's right. No, I do not. I do because not believe if you're that's te- right. If you're telling me that they're not practicing on them bulls over at their camps, yeah. I'll kiss your ass. Regardless, when the Zayans are living with him, yeah. regardless whether they are or not. I'm not talking about him in general. I'm just talking about he is or he is not. Right? Right. But I'm telling you right now, the overall look of that does not look good. That it would be like an NFL coach being a referee in the same damn game he's coaching in. Yep. Let me ask you. That is a major conflict of interest. Let me ask you this. Do you think we're going to get to a point where all the coaches – because they're a bunch of race bulls. Do you think it's going to be where they finally end up making it, where it's that small knit of a community where the coaches and, and one or two contractors are hauling all the bulls to it? Hell, it really is one or two. It really, I mean, it, 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 it's a small group that gets yeah. to take bulls up there, and mm-hmm. if you're not in that clique or whatever, you don't get to take them up there. Right. But not all of them are coaches, and I just <laughs> – I, I don't know. Uh, if it goes that way, I don't think I think that's going to be the detrimental of it because it's just I mean anybody. Let's just put it this way: Ray Charles can see that that's fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, holy shit! You got a coach bringing the bulls, the bull riders living at your house, or or coming to get on and having practices, whether it's at drums or chords or whoever. And I'm not saying any of them are doing it. It's just the, just the look, the look of it. You can't. It's it it brings in too much conspiracy theory. And we talk a lot of that shit on here, but yeah, uh, I mean, your average fan can see it, right? They know what I'm legit two looks like. Last year, they didn't, they wouldn't let the coaches. The coaches had to decide whether they was going to be stock contractors or or coaches. 
and if they wanted to be coaches, they had to lease them bulls out or, or, or get rid of them or sell them or whatever they wanted to do. Basically, they just put them under somebody else's name. Yeah. And and their hauler or handler or flank man hauled them and took care of them. It was under somebody else's name. Yeah. Well, it don't uh, – people That's know – wrong. The, the fans know the bulls a lot better than – they probably know the riders, right? I mean, more and more, hell yeah, riding solo. I'm fake. legit too, legend. You know, and I'm just some that's going right now. They know who the hell owns them bulls, yeah. And when the Kansas City Outlaws draw, I'm legit too, or Bread Basket, or or one of the Oklahoma Freedom draw, riding solo, or or riding salty, or, or something time. like that. What Tulsa time or something like that? Hey, does that not? I mean. It like I said, it don't take Ray Charles to see that. And there's plenty of bulls out there that can replace them bulls for the team season. The thing of it is, we have more bulls in our industry than we've ever had in our life. Kidding. And I'm, but the thing of it is, with that being said, I'm watching more people get out of the business than I see getting mm-hmm. into the business. Yeah. yeah, there'll be a millionaire jump in there and spend thirty thousand on a bull or maybe two bulls. Something he'll be like out that. next year. But the thing of it is, whenever he don't see a return on that mm-hmm. on that calf because these new trainers. You know, don't know shit from Shinola. They've been yeah. in there for six years, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. by God, they got 40 bulls and still ignorant of shit. Yeah. You know, they're going to get out. Yeah. But whenever you have long-term contractors like, well, Bob Wilfong, for example, yeah. he's getting out of the business. He's tired of the bullshit. Do we not know how many world champions and cows that have produced world champions out of his bloodline? A uh, whole bunch of them. And don't get me wrong. He's one of my best friends. That old grumpy son. Well, Bob's been complaining for years he's yeah. getting out. Yeah. I mean, hell, even that, even that bull riding that I'm putting on, I let him name it, the no-bitch bull pitch. Yeah. I told him, I said, you're the only son bitch going to be bitching. <laughs> and by God, he was. Hey, yeah. But that, but that's what I'm saying. You know, you've got guys like Lyndall Hurst and them kind of yeah. guys. Everybody's getting out because they're just tired of the politics and the bullshit. Yep. Of not being able to go up and that afford to be able to go up and down yeah. the road yeah. because they're getting bought out or getting played out by all these guys that's got the big money and they'll pay them eighteen hundred dollar entry fees and they'll do that stuff. But the average Joe working son of a bitch that has to get out there make money during the week to be able to haul their calves, they cannot mm-hmm. afford fifteen to eighteen to two thousand dollars every weekend to get mm-hmm. that bull to the finals and hope to God that added money quote unquote comes through. Yeah, yeah it comes through this time. Yeah. You this know, time, this yeah, this time, this time, because there's it, it's it's coming out soon that that it wasn't that way at one. Point. I mean, what about the buckles anymore? Do we get buckles around anymore? I don't know. I'm just asking. This is a really good question. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Not during team season. Well, see, that's what I was wondering. They well, they know. get trophies for team season. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, and that that's where you had spoke earlier about this new association. I can tell you that's coming to fruition. I think so too. No, it's coming. We've got it lined out. We're not going to bust out the name of it yet. We're not going to bust out everything. We're, We're talking about a bull riding association or a, a, a bull riding association. Okay. With live bull riders. Bull bulls, riders, fraternities. Uh, okay. Everyone. Okay. It's uh, the whole kit and caboodle. Okay. The reason we're doing that is just because, just like whenever they have these three- and four-year-old deals now, mm-hmm. they're not having it to world finals against the best bull riders in the world. I know. They're bringing up amateur guys. So why do these guys want to go spend – a $5,000 entry fee or whatever it is. Right, for a guy to look out. Off or hang on to the gate. i seen a video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rising had one, or, or uh, Shannon Bredo had one, and Duncan, yeah. the rider, I mean, just held on to the gate and come right off. <laughs> but the thing of it is, why wouldn't he do that? He knows he a, gets a guaranteed paycheck for getting on that boat. 
And I'll tell you Well, this. I got news for them. I'm making a list. Mm-hmm. And I keep up with all of it. I watch the social media, and I watch the writer. And I, I've got on there and ask, who's this writer? Because I don't recognize them. Yeah. I'm making a list of the, of the no-quit sissies that look off, get off, and don't show you bull. I'm making a list, and I, hell, I'm thinking about just giving it out or maybe even selling it. Make me some money. I'm broke, by God. Here's a list of do not use riders That's right. that will not try you daggum bull. Yep. Don't use these guys. I completely agree. And this is where I might get a lot of, of uh, lashback, but I think the downfall of the industry is whenever we started paying bull riders to get on bulls. And the reason I say that is – because if you're paying them kids to come get on your bulls, they don't have a dog in the fight. If they know they're getting a guaranteed paycheck for $500 before they even have to get on that bull, and they're just needing some, like we do, we just need some rodeo money, some beer money. Beer money, yeah. Beer money to go down the road. $500 goes a long shit and way. For a second. So they don't have, yeah, so they don't have a dog in the fight. So if they get bucked off, they're like, oh, well, shit. Yeah. Don't be you know? Whereas whenever he was getting on and shit like that, you had to, you had a dog in the fight because you had to put your money up mm-hmm. to do it. If not, you had to borrow it from your, you from your traveling partner. You know, good and damn well you had to win the next week. Yeah. You bought yeah. off that son of a bitch. Yeah, because next week he's probably broke and needs that money back. That's exactly right. And then paying them bull riders is hurting our local events, our smaller events, are trying to build them bull riders up. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it happens week in and week I out. Mean, look, look at the, even looking at the small events anymore. If these bull riders don't know the bulls even if it's ten thousand added they still will not fill them books up who had somebody just had the twenty thousand dollar added bull riding up north uh-huh. and oh, it might have been matt sharping yeah. or somebody twenty thousand added no entry fees and there was six bull riders show up yeah yeah oh tell me where the heart where? is gone with our with our bull riders these days Still out the door. let me let me explain this i've got the most of respect for four guys right now that I can name off the top of my head that got backbones and will stand up to that PBR. And they've done it. And they've got the backlash and they've got the wrath of the PBR on their ass because they stood up and they spoke their mind, but they know if they go over a certain amount of speaking that they're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And I've got more respect from them kind of guys than watching all them dumb some bitches on the back of that chute and I Say dumb, like they're about some of my buddies. Yeah, but jumping and hollering and acting like free hit footballs. Yeah, you know, bull riding is bull riding. Supposed to be the toughest sport on earth. Supposed to be the most exciting thing. I mean, I'm all about bringing bad company back. Boy, I tell you what, bring Mac back, get Mac in the in the gang in here, and and oh baby, the rock and roll music and you the, don't you will not. I have thought so long and hard how I could somehow get that deal back i don't think i don't think you could ever get it back no just because whenever mac had them deals you don't tell him what kind of bull you might show up that some bitch Mm-mm. i'm talking the rankest of the rank the baddest of the bad reason it won't work is because the bull riders ain't the same anymore i tried to replicate that what bad company did and because i'd put on some little backyard bull ridings at my house and I'd play the loud music, and I'd, I mean, I'd do the bull naming after the songs and have it all timed in there and rock. I couldn't get the bull riders. No. They wouldn't show up. No. You know, and I'd, I'd have HD bring bulls down there, and this is, you know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I'd have HD bring bulls down there. I had to put them under somebody else's name. Oh, yeah. I couldn't advertise that HD was bringing bulls, or I wouldn't get entries. No. Do you remember whenever HD and him up here, well, it was here in Oklahoma City, used to do that bull riding in the parking lot? 
I mean, it was a parking lot that they threw this dead gum arena up at. And they did it for four or five years. It's right there in the middle of, of Oklahoma City. Right? Yeah, so I did. Yeah. That was back whenever Hotel California, Cross oh, Fire yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. What was that black summer going to so mean? Noid or uh, in law. In law. In law. All them son of a guns. They were the hookingest, baddest some bitches. And back then, like, they didn't really have a handle on them bulls. Like, little Hotel California is that big, but that was the meanest son of a bitch that ever poked, yeah. poked his head out the deal. And literally, every time somebody got in front of him, he looked like a steer, but he would throw you out of the tent. <laughs> but we got a bull. Was that Welly Hook-Ass? Hook-Ass. Welly Hook-Ass. Yep. Yeah. You know an old man bought that son of a gun up in Oklahoma, and I'm talking in his 80s, and would go out there and pet on that son of a bitch? How <laughs> really? I, oh, yes. He got to where he'd feed him and, and pet all over him, and... Uh, I showed him some old videos. He goes, that ain't that bull. I said, oh, that's, that's that him. bull. I said, you see that guy? Seven something was seven his number. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I laughed my ass off when I found, when I actually, I looked for that bull, and it's up there by Eric, Oklahoma, and uh, Justin Cox's uh, dad told me, he goes, yeah, he said, any name, that man's name, I can't remember. He said, yeah, he's got that hook-ass bull. I said, there ain't no damn way. He goes, yeah, he pets on that somebody. I'm like, holy sheep shit. <laughs> like that was, I mean, he's he, trying to commit suicide. Gun was like the devil of the devil. Oh yeah, I seen him. I seen KJ ride him. I don't, I can't remember if KJ rode him or not. He was in Ardmore, and uh, anyway, KJ got off and took off, and that sucker chased him all the way up the fence. KJ was on the top rail, and that bull climbed the fence and tried to get to him. They had to rope him, drag him back into that gun. Oh pen, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, he would he would go to that that that. Whew, he was mean. I'm, we can name off a memorable <laughs> law dog and all that mm-hmm. mean stuff we got. 43 Spinner. And oh, Ed yeah. Russell, that was a yeah. mean sucker. Yeah. Well, see, the, anymore, you don't see the mean bulls in, our, in arenas no more. Not like, really. Well, I, I, I was talking to Steve Vaducci the other day. He said, uh, what's that? Briar, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. They, they called him and told him that that bull was no longer, his services were no longer needed. Briar. And and I don't think that's that bull's all that mean. He just that's a relief just for the bull, bull big riders. old bucking rank. <laughs> yeah, big old bucking rank. So yeah, you know, he he might hook you a little bit too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I used to pride myself whenever I was young. Whenever I'd show up a bull somewhere, be like, "Yeah, beavers here." Because I mean, I did not want them if they didn't hook. And if I ever showed up with a muley, nine times out of ten, whoever drawed him, that was the meanest one. That, that's exactly what it was. The meanest one. I remember one year I come up and I showed up with a bunch of them male bulls, and I had five of them muleys. And I do mean these some bitches were some bucking bastards, but they would eat your lunch. And I, we had a little bullfight at this bull ride. Rex Dunn showed up over there, and all of a sudden I look back in the back pins, and there's nothing but dust flying. <laughs> and all of a sudden you see Rex go flying in the shit. <laughs> I come running around the corner, and Rex, he gets up smiling bigger than shit. And he goes, you see them four muties right there? I said, yeah. He goes, they're going to the bullfight next week and watch. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, that's just the way it was back then. If yeah. you're as a contractor, you wanted a big, mean, scary, hooking, yeah. bucking son of a gun. Well, back in the day, they all the rodeo contractors would save the meanest one. If you was the last guy out in the performance you knew you had the fighting bull and probably wasn't going to place in the bull ride unless everybody bucked off. Oh, yeah. Because that way the bullfighters could fight him and sell the show. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story right quick. We was in Tuttle, Oklahoma one time, and I was fighting for Dwight Frick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he had a Bramer that, and I can't remember that guy's name that actually owned that bull. He had a Bramer, just a welly son of a gun. No matter what, everybody always hung up to him, and then he'd hook the piss out of everybody. It was raining like a son of a gun during the, during the Frick's finals. 
And this uh, guy that had a peg leg was riding this bull. As soon as I seen that he was in the draw and he was the last bull ever, which is going to be a rough one. We're sitting there, and sure enough, he goes out, flash spins, wells this son of a gun. He falls down in there. I grab him by the head. We just throw my hands up in there. Well, he hooked this guy at the back of the leg, and this leg comes shooting off, and it shot oh. straight up in the air, and it stuck in the mud with the boot like this, and the crowd <laughs> didn't know he had a wooden leg, and everybody was, oh, shit, God. And I'm laughing so hard, this bull gets me down, and we're both on top of each other just getting the hell hooked out of us. And the crowd's still screaming because he got. They thought he got his leg hooked off. <laughs> Technically, he did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, man, we could carry on and go. We, I think we've done it way over time. It's been too much fun. Oh yeah, enjoyed it, Jerry. Uh, I hope we didn't get you in too much trouble. Well, just like I told you, man, I, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm, I'm black and white. And if they, if they if they want to prove me wrong, I'd like to see them prove. Hey, right here, yeah. Pro Bull Talk is the platform to come talk and get it out there, and and uh, we got the platform for them. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, I'm I, I was never more tickled whenever I seen y'all uh, put this deal up and uh, start speaking a bunch of truth about the stuff that's going on because we're not trying to ruin the industry. We're mm-hmm. trying to make it right where yeah, it's. Better. It's fun for the community as a whole. The people that are that are want to have got some five or ten cows that want yeah. to play. We want to make it fair all the way across the Absolutely. board. And another thing I was going to tell you about that association that we're starting up. Um, it'll be announced what the name of it is in the next next three or four weeks, something like that. But people need to know whenever they do come to our association, there will be drug tests. There will be those tests. And there will be a random lie detector test, and you won't get that phone call from any of us saying, hey, your bulls better be clean because yeah. we're doing this test. And we want everybody to know that our entry fees are going to be low enough and have enough added money to it that we hope to, to really yeah. kick ass and make a name for ourselves. And, and our rule book's going to state when these, when these rules are written this year, they stay completely 100%. If we want to tweak things at the end of the next year to start up, that's yeah. when we'll do it. We're not going. We're, there's none not of that. change it midstream or mid game. Not going at halftime and and uh, <laughs> rewrite the rule and book. Literally different judges at every event. That way, there's a fresh set of eyes every time they. Yep. Every time they can't they pick, pick their favorites. Cannot pick their favorites. I like that. Well, hey, and I need to uh, tell you, no bitch will pitch October first. Well, I know. I what, what are you taking over there? What is that? What is it's it? It's a team deal. It's a it's a series. We're doing a series. And basically, it's got to be a ranch raised bull with no okay. money won. Save and then we in the, in the beginning That's we easy. had to have you had to have a bull and a heifer or two heifers or two bulls whatever ranch raised no money won. And then we made the fees low enough where anybody can come play. But this time we're going to kind of change it back and forth. This time, if you've got a ranch bull that's ranch raised and he's got a ranch bull that's ranch, got to be raised on your ranch. Your ranch. I couldn't have went and bought this nope. calf, and he's never been nowhere. Nope. And he, he's got to be raised on your ranch. That's why I called him Ranch Wars, because I can I find you. out what kind of breeding program you got. I can find out what kind of program he's got, but y'all can combine it and make a team this time, Yeah, and y'all can go in there. Just like this event, like the last one, we had 17 teams in it. It paid like six grand, 5400 and now we got the added money right now. It's going to be around 9000 to win it. Wow. And this is a backyard 
yeah. drinking beer, eating brisket, listening to music. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the fun things. Yeah, my kind of show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, mean, uh, I like beer, and then uh, boy, don't don't put a brisket in front of me. I'll show you how yeah, to like brisket it too. beer. <laughs> yeah, we uh, it's it's going to be a large time, and like I said, I mean, for our first event, just being in my house backyard, deal with 150, 175 people there, and this time we've already got we've already made more teams than we we had last time, so. Like what, yeah. what town is it in? Uh, Stephenville, Texas. October the 1st is a Sunday. And uh, we've got, we're going to have a three judges system and we're going to rock Well, up. if I raised any still, I could, I buy all my calves. I go buy them, buy them as yearly. It's cheap. Bring them in. And, and uh, well, I buy the reject for dirty calves. Yep. The ones that, and, and put riders on. I got my dummy sitting right over there. You know? <laughs> I'm proud and to I, be and the I got dummy. Another, I, got a, <laughs> I am proud of it. I got another dummy at home that gets on too. And, 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 and a lot of them guys, you know, and I know we got to get out of here pretty quick, but a lot of them guys, they don't give them them yearlings enough time to. A lot of them calves go on and and, and become better rider bulls than they than they ever would have fraternity bulls. Cause, but they don't give them. And fraternity guys don't give them a shot. And and, I, and I'll say on my end of it, uh, financially for me, I can't yeah. do that. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Because I completely understand. I, I've that, just yeah. got. I've got to be able to. My my thing is, if they're two years old and they're at my house, they've got to be pretty special. And I'm gonna I'm gonna breed to them for that age because I sell all mine from two year old and younger. Yeah. But if they're special, they go. I send them with JD. I send them with them guys. Dean. Yep. Will, you know, I send yep. them send them with them guys because I trust them. I know mm-hmm. I can count on them. That's their word. Yeah. They're they're the they're the stand up guys. Well, you know if the calf they're... don't buck, they're gonna call and tell you they're not gonna share. Exactly right. They're not gonna share. They're, they're not gonna get another month of seven hundred, six hundred, five hundred dollars yeah. out of you and try to say, oh, I hope he does. Yeah. No, they're, they're gonna, gonna tell they're you. Just gonna tell you right to the next. Yeah, and that's why whenever I've got partners that come in with me, I just tell them. I mean, I'll get three trips on them pretty quick after I get them on feed for thirty five, forty days, and then I'll be able to tell them three or four trips if they're going to yeah. work for my deal. Yeah, I mean, they might work for somebody else's down yeah. the road, but I don't want them to keep yeah. having to pay me. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. I don't mind putting in the time on some calves that's got a little prospect, yeah. kick them out, and let them grow up, and then if they don't pan out, I can send them to Blake or something or Brandon is one of their associations and. Yeah. And, and feel the use deal. Them bulls have a they 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 can have a job. There's a spot right. for them bulls. Right. And uh, but anyway, man, we could go on and on. I know, Jerry. I appreciate you, buddy. I enjoyed it, buddy. I know. I, it's been a minute since we've seen each other. Well, I know. We'll have to get her get back in here. We might have to do a part two to be continued. When you, I tell you what, when you when you announce your association, come on. Okay. Well, you know, come come back on and and we'll talk about the inner workings and that, and we'll be transparent about it. If, yeah, it's going to be all laid out. I mean, everybody's going to see wherever Penny goes, see where, like see it. what we're dragging. I mean, it's it's hundred percent transparent. I love it. Hey guys, if you like this episode, go on all social media channels. Look up, uh, <laughs> look us up on all the social media channels. Pro Bull Talk. Go like us. Go subscribe to us. Follow us. And until next time, we'll see you.